Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you to Porch Talk. It's your host, Alan, and we are on a porch. Well, thank you. Yes, <laughs> welcome you. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody doing? I got Monk here with me. I got Ra. Ra's back. I'm back. The people love me. This is a this is an episode that uh, we should have been doing for a while. Yep. I always forget that we're all friends somehow. <laughs> I've really met you guys before. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, what's 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 been good in y'all's world? Um, I mean, I've just been maintaining. You know, um, I got some things in the works. Um, some things that I talked about before aren't going to happen. I'm just not going to think about them. But it's good. Um, some things are working up, so everything's positive on my end, man, for sure. Right on. Raw, you staying busy? Yeah, uh, aside from dad life, staying busy with work, commissions, and stuff like that. Everything's positive over here. Dad life and cool hat wearing. That's all he can do. <laughs> I love this hat, man. Oh, yeah. I saw the other day they were getting a furniture piece. I think you had that hat on then. I did. I did run into you while I was actually grabbing that couch. I did. I think. I, I mean, that's hat. straight that up Dollar General garden sex hat, and it looks badass, right? Thank you. <laughs> I really do enjoy it. It's is hard it, for me to find hats, man. My hair is too long. There are yeah. fewer things in this world that are nicer than a nice bucket hat. You know, I bought one from Druid City the other day, Thursday when I was there. Yeah. Love it. I'm not wearing it today. I should. Yeah, you should. Rep them. Maybe during the break. <laughs> Go get it. Definitely should match that. We could all take a photo for the Instas. I've got I to gotta come up. Maybe i got a wild hat out in the truck. I gotta come Maybe up so. i got plenty. <laughs> Remember my straw hat? Yeah. My hair got too long. Can't fit it. Uh-huh. It's like memorabilia on the wall. Man. It's the way she goes. Yeah. Well, uh... Man, there's uh, quite a bit to talk about Porch Fest, April 12th, 13th, Columbus, Mississippi. Let's go, let's go. For those of you listening, it is a free event, and uh, I'd like for you to come. Come uh, come see some of those who have played it on the regular, such as the Stiftones and a Taylor Hollinsworth. And then we got new talent like a Logan Hogue, Barney Wells, Cam Lewis. Uh, we got comedy from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Do Rag and the Deer Tag, with <laughs> Mike Rainey. So uh, I'm. I think that's that's like. A, they were uh, they're, a, they're Porsche talk uh, insta famous now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, I've had uh, Drew on from Do Rag and Deer Tag, and I've had Mike on the show, and uh, I've just been uh, fully taken over by the Philadelphia. Uh, comedian scene. I th- in my opinion, I think it's the best in in the nation right now. I think New York always has a great scene. Uh, when Joe Rogan picked up from Los Angeles and moved to Austin, it was kind of like uh, what we had uh, a few years ago with music to where uh, you know how everybody was always flocking Nashville to go play music. Mm-hmm. And then for a time, it was Steve Earle and everybody was going to Austin. Yeah. I mean, even Erica Winterstrom went. And so, like, I don't know. Like, what's what's the next city? I think it's still Philly when it comes to comedy. Yeah, I think there's some pretty good comedians out there. I'm still a fan of some of the old guys. Uh, recent comedy? I don't think I've seen any. Kyle Kinane, that's my new dude. I'm not the, familiar with I him. I dig a whole lot. Follow him on the Instas. Watched an HBO program of his the other day. <clears throat> really good stuff. Um, he, he's kind of just like an everyday dude, like me, like. That's what I always liked about George Carlin, who is my favorite all-time comedian. But Carlin always kind of like he seemed like the kind of dude that I could be caught having a cup of coffee with, you know. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So in Kyle is kind of that he's just an everyday dad, you know, and he just tells it like it freaking is. He don't care, you know. Yeah, I mean Carlin, like, um, I mean he was arrested on several occasions for his speech. Uh, he was no stranger to speaking his mind. That's for no. sure. Hey, the First Amendment right there. What do you guys think about, like, Joe Coy? 
and like Russell Peters, like old comedians like that. I'm still a fan, man. Like those are the greats. You know, uh, even like, man, some of those guys that have moved on, like uh, Bernie Mac. Uh, they went on to have yeah, great. Yeah, that's an all time right there. Yeah, that's an all time. They went on to have like uh, sitcoms and television shows and. Sh- I think that's what a lot of comedians probably aspire toward at some point, you know, doing a late night stand-ups and whatnot, especially doing Instagram and stuff like that now. Like, they get famous basically through Instagram but whatnot. Somebody picks it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an opportunity. Like, there's a couple uh, comedians like that. Uh, Jess Hilarious, how she got picked up on um, the show with Charlamagne the God for some point. Uh, she mm-hmm. was all wilding out, stuff like that. So it does lead to that sometimes. Yeah, I, I think Instagram too, like the same thing with bands. Dude, it's a business card. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a business card, but it's a website these days. You know, you don't need websites anymore. You know, you get on Facebook for the older generation, younger yes, generation, it's Snapchat generation. and and Instagram and you've got it, you know, so you can get in there, you're good. Yeah, it was uh I mean just with social media, like you said, like the one thing that I still like about Facebook is like you can create events, and you can sure. get and you can get an idea of like how many heads are going to be there. With Instagram, though, I totally agree. Like with comedians, or like whatever your business is. I mean, if it's graphic design or if you're a musician, like that's where you find everybody, and that yeah. you, you get to see a good catalog of their work. And yeah, it's like working the, the job. I used to work at the Columbus Arts Council. I talked to everybody that came in there. It's like. I'm not on Instagram. You're an artist. Yeah. Instagram is visual, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, with this political climate that we're in, I don't go so much to Facebook because everybody's posting their opinions. True. But on Instagram, they're got posting a picture. a picture of their life, and I'm, I'm into that, you know? Yeah. I'm into what you did this morning when you woke up and, and accidentally put cinnamon in your coffee or whatever. You know, I'm, that's cool. Uh, that's what I want to see. Yeah. A little bit more with the person versus just hearing like what your opinion is. Like opinions like assholes. Excuse me for it. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, you don't have to do that on this show. Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, I'll tell you like uh, whether it's X, formerly known as Twitter, or Facebook. Man, like a lot of times, dude, it's I can't get on there more than five ten minutes of a time. Even with me like skewing my content and the people that I follow, because like. Somehow, politics is always going to find its way in there, <laughs> yeah. and whether whether I agree or disagree sure. with you, it's just not something that I want to see. Yeah. It's like, dude, I've like it seems like since twenty, or it's your statement, yeah. your political statement, not is necessarily something that is like in the world, some headline or something, but it's something that you feel, and that's cool. But I mean, so here's where I kind of draw the line with it. This is a person who's really representative of the things I feel that's why I draw I don't care and I think a lot of people are afraid to reach out and say that sometimes like I don't care what your opinion is and it's good that you have one everybody sure. has one I don't mean to shut you up it is your right to say what you have to say but I don't have to care no and it's like opinions have kind of become weaponized like yeah sure. if I have an opinion against what you say and what you have going on it might be held against me in a drastic way and at the same time I still don't care I mean and now it becomes a whole thing I mean, it's the same climate I mean people are losing their jobs over something they may have posted on social media yeah sure I mean, you're, you're walking sure, on eggshells yeah yeah I mean, and if that can cost somebody money in a company, I can see why yeah. they want to take it that far, which I don't see why it would. In radio, it's a huge opinion, thing. Like I said, it's become weaponized. Yeah, in radio, it's a huge thing to post your opinion because if you single out that person in your audience, mm-hmm. like you say, if I if I side with this political candidate or this ideology, then I'm secluding a whole bunch of my audience. Possibly 50%. Yeah, you know, and yeah. maybe even more. And, like, radio stations don't want that, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, not good. For you know, my my, it's become a motto. The older I've gotten, um, but you do you, just do it quietly. Yeah, that's my that's my I've philosophy of life. Of things, you do you, just do it quietly, man. Just have mm-hmm. fun, worship who you want to worship, think about what you want to think about. You know, get into whoever you want. I don't care. Just do it quietly and have fun. Enjoy it. Make make yourself a better person because of what you what you enjoy and what you're passionate about. Sure. Okay. Oh, so let's bring up a really controversial topic now that you said that. Uh-oh. Drum roll. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not a musician. So uh, I got one hand, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's kind of... Uh, Kelly. Ooh. 
It's a real controversial one. <clears throat> I've gotten into some heated debates with people about it, and I don't debate. What did we say, R. Kelly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's, that's, I, I can but, separate the art from the artist. I'm still a fan okay. of his music. Thank you. That that's is exactly 15 years ago, 100% though. where I stand on the entire topic of the entire situation. Now, what you do in your own time, in your private time, I have that's, no idea that's what you none do. of my business. And I have no idea what you do. <laughs> yeah. I only know what you did on that song and that music video you yeah. made. Yeah, I don't, that's I, all I know. And the Dave Chappelle bit. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it's... How many people's music he was behind in the 90s into the 2000s? He wrote everybody's music. Yeah. Like some of your favorite artists you can't not like now just because you don't like what he did in his personal life. So yeah. Like, well, that means you, you support him. Well, no. Just means I like the mean song. They supported him neither. Yeah. Well, like maybe maybe I'm song. showing my age. I could not tell you one R. Kelly song. If you played it right now and asked me who is this? Ignition. The remix no. who ignition. I didn't fish on your chicken. chicken. Oh, I no, could no, no. not Dude do it. Chappelle's one. Pete on the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. So maybe I'm showing my age. So yeah, I'll let the young young bras. Right work when that I right out. when I was coming out of high school and like right at the the age of being old enough to go out to a club, it was R. Kelly and Lil John. Yeah. Yeah. Now, everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, little John, what the hell's he really done? Just back people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming and yelling. <laughs> well, hey, does he really do shit you other know, than that? Patent doing that? Yeah. You can't go on stage and do that. He can sue you for it. Yeah. Wow. Those are catchphrases. He patented them. Yeah. Wow. And such a. And he's good word. at it. I mean, it's like you know that's who I mean, it is when he does really it. Who he is? He's a DJ. He's actually friends with one of my uncles. He's a DJ. Yeah. Well, like, so that makes a, sense. A major DJ back in that era. Of music, yeah, early 2000s. So, do you want to talk about DJs back in that era that was badass? No, I'm going to talk Jermaine Jermaine. No, no, no. I'm saying he's like Lil Jon is Jermaine Dupree with his little tiny shorts on at the Super Bowl. (laughs) Man, that was so. He looked like Wednesday Adams. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like like Angus Young from ACDC. Man, that's what he looked like to me. But no, think about that. What about now, y'all? I I don't know shit about R. Kelly. Usher? No. I don't know how you would come out on roller Timberland. skates and then you, you shoulder checked. You skated, man. You, well, sh- shoulder, you shoulder checked her ass. Dude, shoulder Simeon. <laughs> yeah, he got a little too frisky with what's a butt, too. Yeah. Alicia? Yeah. Alicia, yeah. yeah. And he married. Uh, they, he got engaged. She, she, he got, no, he got, she's married. She's yes, married. She's he got married. engaged immediately after. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, was Not stra- to her. That, that was a strange way to hug somebody. Like y'all got on to <laughs> Janet and. Well, she had a wardrobe malfunction, which is, I think, is a bunch of crap. But it's, it's, it's what is it? It's, so, it's media. So, what about this, y'all's era? What about Timbaland? He's Man. a great and amazing producer. Yes, he's an incredible. But producer. he did. He's known for his beats. I mean, you hear a Timbaland song, you know it's Timbaland back doing Justin Timberlake or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the one I know. I don't know nothing about R. Kelly. I know he peed on a girl or something. Well, <laughs> thing me, I was standing on the same point. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> she may have liked it. <laughs> it's a Boonox episode, man. It, it says it all the way. If I see P, I'm gonna move. Yep. She saw P, she stayed. Yep. But yep. I don't know enough about the stories of anything that's actually oh, no. happened with him. I never paid attention to it when it all came to light and whatnot. I was like, oh damn, like with Bill Cosby. I hated his shows as a kid growing up. So when all that went down with him, I was like, oh okay. Whatever. That's really unfortunate. I mean, I loved it. I love that happened to. If that really happened, that's really unfortunate. But I did not care for Family Matters and stuff like that. I was way too busy watching Scooby Doo. Did not care. Same dude. And did that was probably care. the best era of Scooby Doo. What? I still let my boys watch Scooby Doo. Where are you now? And a pup named Scooby Doo. That's like Ross' favorite show. In the but I mean, before. all right. So I understand Scooby Doo, but it's the most predictable cartoon ever. Every episode, it's yeah. like it's it like Gilligan's Island. The matter. same effing thing happens every yeah. time. Doesn't matter. Dude. Every time. Doesn't matter. You know who was a dog? Fred. Hey, uh, Shag, you take Scoob, I'm taking the girls. Yeah. Let's yeah. Put up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every yeah, with his little, what you call, little, little kerchief ascot. around yeah. the ascot. There you go. Yes. Fred was a dog. But, I mean, it's like he it's was. the most predictable cartoon. I would have got away with it, too. Yeah. I mean, Gilligan's <laughs> Island, what's going to happen in the end? Oh, it was a cool episode I hadn't seen before. They got to where they were about to get off the island, and Gilligan screwed it up. You know? It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did see them, though, like, think about it growing up as a kid, what you've heard from school. Scooby-Doo and whatnot. Like, apparently Shaggy was a pothead. Uh-huh. 
Scooby was a pothead dog with him. And Whatever Velma friend. was was a, was gay. Yeah. And Daphne was like super insecure. She always thought yeah. Fred and whatnot. So imagine that was, seeing him walk up somewhere with this big ass German Shepherd. <laughs> That's a big controversy, I guess. Wasn't there a movie put out about Velma? Is that her I name? think it was. Oh. It might have been. A, yeah, it was a, like a live action movie. Yeah. But that's just the stories we've heard from what you've heard to be true. Like, yeah. Even like, have you heard about the Rugrat stories before? Yeah. Yes. Rugrats it's Rugrats. dark. A lot of comedies are like dark. I mean, cartoons are dark because they're written by adults. Like Disney, always always a dead parent. I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's how every story opens. It's always a dead like, parent. Somebody's Has anybody watched Rick and Morty? Yeah. I've seen it. Never wicked, really crazy. Oh my god, it's such an awesome show. It's, it's with and Bob's it's, Burgers. It's, 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 Bob's Burgers is good. Uh, awesome. Since, since Roland, uh, Roland uh, departure from uh, Rick and Morty over the scandal that turned out it wasn't even true. Talk about like something coming up in media and you losing your job. I don't know anything about he it. He was yeah. accused of some form of sexual battery and immediately before he even had time to go to court or defend himself or to see if it actually happened, well, Rick and Morty and everybody on the network outed him yeah, fired him the company, yeah. yep. you know and he was the voice for Rick Morty and like most of the characters on the show and uh, turns out went to court he was exonerated it never happened someone had just said a bunch of shit about him wow. and now like he is and, that's the world he, and, he, that, and he is like lost like a lion whistleblower yeah and he has lost everything wow. because of that that's the world we live in now the so called cancel culture yeah I don't get it like I can see if somebody is 100% vindicated in being guilty but the people who aren't, it was just like, ah, man. Mm. What happens now? Mm-hmm. You go down the line, and, like, with any, any probably frontman of a band or maybe even a fellow bandmate, comedian, anybody, actor, celebrity, anybody that you've seen on TV, probably a lot of people in your life have probably done something in the dark that if it was brought to light, people probably wouldn't be too proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but everybody has yeah. those skeletons in their closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but I mean, just, who's, you hope they're not that bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, but what is your depiction and when, what is your morality scale of what's that bad and what's not that bad? Something that's against the law and immoral? or I don't really know what it, I think it depends is, on how much you like them, too, is right. how much you're willing to overlook. Sure. I mean, yeah, yes and no, because you could like somebody a whole lot, and they could do some next shit, and this is like, you I know, can't overlook that. I'm not. Him. I mean, it's the slightest little thing, and I'm not gonna like you anymore. I'm just that kind of dude. I'm I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. I'm all in. I'm all in type of person, but I feel like if you have a history with this person, maybe, maybe not. But it really depends on how deep it goes. Like I can give you an example. I had a friend who, um, not gonna name any names. Me and this dude were cool for like 10 years. Met him randomly in Florida. Walked up to my store, bought a piece. Just started rapping, talking and whatnot. Knew a lot of the same people. Um, he was a Jamaican, had mad close ties with some of the people I knew and whatnot. So, oh shit, word. Mad cool for 10 years. Um, about, I think probably about last year. A little year before last, last year probably. He hits me up randomly, was like, yo, his bank account, whatever, whatever, um, something messed up with his bank account. He closed his account, and he needed to just, I guess, get a check or something sent to whatever his, um, to himself. But then he got it figured out and whatnot. And long story short, I get um, cash tap him some money to get his situation together, and he used that cash app to get to my bank account. Oh and wow! When I checked my account, it was dry. No, full of money. Oh. I was just like, bro, I had to call him like, what, you, what, what is going on? Eh. Like, I'm cooking, Bree is asleep, and my phone is just going off. And I had cashed after him like $100 to get whatever he was doing going on. And he was like, I'll give it back to you. I just got my check or whatever. I was like, yo, do you think? Just pay me back later. I've known you for 10 years. We've been cool for a very long time. Sure. Six years I lived in Florida, we were brothers. Mm-hmm. He knows a bunch of people in my family. Like, he would talk to my mom on the phone sometimes. Like, she followed him on Facebook and whatnot, because, you know, it was always down there. I check my account. Phone's going off. Phone's going off. I finally check my account. It's like over, I think, almost 10000 in my account. I was like, what the fuck? What is going on? So I wake Bree up. I'm like, babe, go to the bank. 
She was like, what is going on? I'm like, go to the bank. And I was just like, we got to shut this down. Yeah. <laughs> and I call him like, So what was happening? What the I don't fuck is going on? Typically, you would think about somebody wiping your account. Wiping your account. But yeah. They were trying to funnel money because he was telling me, okay, yo, I just deposited. Um, uh, I just sent you back the money or whatever. Oh, I sent you too much. Can you send me back this? I'm like, yes, oh. no fucking way. You just got that much money in a check. Wow, it yeah. It takes like $200 got it. or something. Probably well, you can leave it all in the cash app, though. You don't have to nah, move it to immediately to your account. Nah, man. My cash app was linked to that account. I was uh, like, no. Yeah, I don't. I use no. Venmo. I only do cash app for I my called son. my bank. We went to the bank out here. We got it all straightened out. And I called the dude. I'm like, yo, what is going on? He was just like, oh, man, you didn't send me the money. What's going on? I'm like, what are you doing? Man, I, I think you'd be tied up in a money laundering scheme or some shit. And then some random dude calls my phone like, hey, man. I um, accidentally sent you the money from his phone. Can you say? I'm like, who the fuck is this? I was just like, yo. And I toured with me for him. Haven't talked to him since. I was like, bro, I've yeah. known you for 10 years. I know your whole family. I helped carry your brother's casket. Yeah. I've known you for a long time. And we even threw some shit. I was like, yo, people, there's this morality clause right there. It doesn't really matter how much I like you. Sure. How carry your brother's casket, bro? You cross the line with that. Yeah, like that's a money laundering scheme. Fact, yeah, we could both go away for a while about that. I don't know nothing about this. Again, what? you do you, just do it quietly. <laughs> Leave me out yeah, of it. Yeah, like, but then again, <laughs> like, it's crazy. The, the audacity be like, yeah, me and Rob been friends for a long time. Like, I'm, I'm about to use his account to launder whatever he was trying to But you could, you could have created a fake account. Not even that. You could have said, hey, I'm going to launder some money through your account. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah I'm sure. That's the been first way we're going to go about it. Yeah. Just, do you want to ask me first? No, you can't launder money through my account. Went straight to the bank. They said he found everything. And I was just like, good. I'm glad you did. Because... I don't got shit to do with that. I was like, I promise you, I don't know the money. And they was like, yeah, no, you just open this account and just close it, reopen it. They was like, no, close the cash app. All I was like, yo, this is crazy. People's motives are ill. Like you never know somebody's motives. They are ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be a a family member, and if if they got some kind of idea, well, they'll get over on you if they can. <laughs> take advantage, man. People are trying to find any type of way to take advantage. Not everybody. Yeah. That is tough, yeah. but I, I've seen the I've seen the opposite side of that. Like my roommate, he got he got uh, run through on Cash App, and like Ooh. they accessed his bank account and just drained him. Damn, I've seen it the other way. Damn, I'm a, I'm a old, old school. Yeah, and personally, man, like I think. so, I guess I don't I don't do it enough to be compromised. You know, me either way that goes. Somebody wipes your money. That's like the most common. To see that much money in your account, it's like, oh, something's not fucking right. Hey, Bree, shopping spree. <laughs> yeah, so you think about it. Oh, yeah, I can go spend this yeah. money. But then it's just like, wait a minute. Where is this money coming from? Yeah. It's not but honest I money. know how yeah. all of it works out. You know, I, I know how this goes. Um, been explained to it by family members, police family members, how it goes. They write, you know, bad checks and stuff. And I think they try and get it before the bank can, what's it call it, see it. Because he was blowing my phone up for the money. And that's why I kept hearing my phone go off. Yeah. So I was just like, why is he texting me? So I checked my phone, and my statement says this much, and I'm both messages from him. Hey, call me, call me, call me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so we're up like, ooh, something's not right. We about to go to jail. You know, I don't want to go to jail in Mississippi. I'm no. too pretty. I don't blame you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, man, I was at a gas station in Starkville, and one of the judges happened to come in and uh, stand in line. The judge walks out, and uh, I won't say his name, but he's over Octavio County. You, you may or may not know who he is. I do not. But uh, uh, old head walked up to a younger guy, and he was like, "You don't want to never be standing before that fella. He don't give a damn what you did. He gonna put your ass away." Damn. Just for taking up his time, and damn. I was like, <laughs> "I've heard that too." Oh, <laughs> fucking a hangman. Yeah. Cause he came out of uh, he came out of West Point. Now he's now he's over in Starkville, and uh, they say he is hell. And I mean that goes back to that morality clause to where this guy doesn't care if you if you show up before him, you about to. I mean, some judges feel like if you have to be before a judge in general, you have must committed a serious offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to show up in front of any of them. That's my philosophy of life. Other than what I've already told you, I ain't showing up in front of none of them. What a cry! Why? 
I might have to get off on it. <laughs> Start yeah. bowling, man. Yeah. Well, dude, like, uh, what about um, latest travels, man? You recently went to the Shack Up Inn. Yes, the Shack Up Inn went down there. Um, I was sitting at uh, Sunstroke House watching a show. Who was it? Mm. Was it Sydney Sprague? Sprague? That would have um, been the most recent. Yeah. Was it the last one? So whatever show it was, and then um, I saw that Taylor Hollingsworth was going to be at the the next night, going to be down at the Shack Up Inn. So I was like, hell yeah, I love the Delta. Going to Clarksdale, so the wife and I booked a, a shack. I love that. It was one of my favorite places on earth, the Shack Up Inn. Um, if you like luxury in your hotel stay, don't go to the Shack Up Inn because <laughs> you're staying in a shack. But um, we went and uh, and saw Taylor, hung out with Taylor. Um, the next day was really cool because my wife had to do a um, uh, conference call with her work. Mm-hmm. And so Taylor was at the shack down the way from us. So he came over and he and I just sat out on the, the front porch at like 9 o'clock in the morning, drank a beer, and just, just bullshitted for like an hour, man. Mm-hmm. So it was like That's the cool. first time I really got to sit down and like get to know Taylor. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have a lot in common, a whole lot in common. Yeah, I mean, every time that we uh, we get together with Taylor, it's always it's the like, easiest conversation I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I think I know him weird. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talking about... But it's a, I do. Taylor Hollingsworth? He came played at the Arts Council yes, in the main gallery. It's phenomenal. One night he was in the Artist Alley. Big glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have pictures of Ra running up to him. Do you remember that? Nope. Okay. But he danced. Ra danced out there. Exactly. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Up to him and Danta. Yes, that was it. Sitting with him. Yeah. She was running around with Jamie. Yep. Yep. That was it. Exactly. You're talking about. Yeah, he's doing pretty good though. That's that's. I didn't know his last name. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking. About. There's always an honorary chair for Taylor. Yeah, that's one thing about the Untapped and Vinyl episodes. He's always he's always here in spirit. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's like with with Taylor. Um, usually, every time I get a chance to to see him, or if if we carve out a time and he comes on the show, or I go see one of his shows, like it's never. I just get to sit down and like like you said, just have a beer and like we get yeah. to, we get to just take our time. And was, it's, it's off the record and we're it just was so it was chilling. so amazing. Just I mean, because I got to know about like I didn't realize how close he and Matt Patton were. They should be roommates. Yeah. So we got this whole conversation, but I offered. So he's playing Porch Fest Friday or Saturday night. Saturday. So I invited him. I don't know if he's going to play Marty's or something. Or Miles said, "Hey, why don't you come over just hang out here and spend the night afterwards?" You know. Right. So we'll see what happens. So, so hospitable. Yeah. Oh, he's just a freaking straight up awesome dude. I, there's very few people in this world that I've met that I instantly like, admire, and am equally comfortable in front of. What's up? Him and, him and Brad Armstrong are the same. I, I met them for the first time when they uh, they, sh- they shared a show at uh, Jamie's house, at yeah. the Sunstroke house. And both of those guys were just so good to me. Yeah. Like, uh, when Brad got back to New York, uh, he called in on like a Skype call, and uh, he gave me that interview. And at that time, I mean, Port Salt was – very young and, and like having and and having somebody like that, I mean, it meant a lot to me because I mean that was someone who could help me get more interviews. Yeah. Same with Taylor when he came on. Because wasn't that the connection with Old Elegante? That's how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean that was that was that was a monumental, and you know, in its infancy, like you said, I remember being at the Sunstroke House that night with my gear in tow. And uh, was wanting to have Brad and Taylor on the show that night after their show. And they was like, nah, bud, we're tired. We're going to bed. Yeah. But uh, here's our phone numbers, and uh, we'll get up with you later. We ain't going to leave you hanging. Yeah. 
And so, like, respect to those guys. Yeah, and then so, Brad will be back Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, <laughs> yeah, the uh, 21st of February. probably already passed you by by the time. Sorry, sold out, yeah, by the time this airs. But looking forward to it. He's got a, a new new uh, band with his friend Megan um, called The Glass Hours that I'm really into. It's good listening. I think yeah. you stumbled into the same trap that I did when I was listening and getting yeah, uh, some of these getting familiar yeah. As the next thing you know, it's the Dexatines. Next thing you know, it's <laughs> Drive by, by truckers. truckers. Next thing you know, it's Taylor Hollingsworth. And then it's Jason yeah. Isbell in the 400. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just go all the way around the world. What about you, Rob? You had any recent travels or anywhere? Uh, you been that stuck out to you? Here, Tennessee, and Alabama. Well, and Atlanta. Yeah. It's about it. What did you do up in Tennessee? Birthdays, a little bit of checking stuff out, I'm looking at some stuff, seeing what it's like up there. Trying to find a new place to move. I hear you. You know, like it here. Consider moving. Just a thought, you know, thought and process, looking at different places and whatnot. I, I think about it all the time, man. And like, uh, I've been scoping Hattiesburg, and I've been down there several weekends, and just getting <clears> to know everybody and getting to know the scene. And I, I'm, I'm just wondering. Hattiesburg is pretty cool. Once I, once I get down there, if I move and get settled. I probably feel the same way about there as I do here. Mm-hmm. Will you move out of Mississippi, though? Yeah. I've been a lot of people here who are not willing to move out of Mississippi. They're like, why would I move out of Mississippi? It's like, why would you not? Yeah. But I've met people also who have moved away and came back. You know, they were like, ha. That this was more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, I came back, but it was for reasons um, from Alabama. But my wife and I... You know, I have no parents left. Both my parents have passed on. Um, we still have my wife's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of hanging tight, but we're going to Portland, Oregon, first chance we get. And then when the Don't shit hits the fan, we're far. right there next to Canada, so we're headed up. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Canadian citizenship, here we come. <laughs> Do the Robert Conley far, right? Yeah. Yeah, go find Robert Conley. Yeah, man. I mean, traveling is good, though. Traveling always gives you a different yeah. perspective of life. I've, I've never been. It's it's like, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, I've never been to Portland, but I've always, like, I never have been past, other than to flying a plane to Los Angeles, mm. I've never been past Arkansas. Mm. Okay. Never been up further than Maryland, my birth state. You yeah. know, so I've only kind of maintained this one little area. I've always thought. That from everything I've read and seen, I think Vermont would be the place I would love the most, just scenery wise, and mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I think Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and Portland, Oregon are the two places that would probably fit what you got. fit with me most. And so I've kind of, I guess, said no to Austin because it's going to be freaking hot, just like it is here, yeah, and I'm ready to get away from that. I'll take I'll take rain every you know five out of every six days you over know, the heat. I'll take it snow. uh I'll it, take it rains more yeah. per day in uh, Portland in that area. Yeah, but uh, if you look at the actual volume, Mobile, Alabama, is the rainiest city in the nation. Really, really, uh, like per volume, like. It rains almost every day in Mobile too, but they just happen to get more rain. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, it is uh, super south. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, and you got the pungent sound or whatever up there mm-hmm. around the Pacific Northwest. I mean, I'm tired of the heat here. I can definitely say that. I didn't Ugh. know it got so hot here. And the thing is, it's a dry hot, and it doesn't rain as much as I thought it did. Like dry it hot. Rain Shit, it's where the hot hell are you at? It is drier here than it is in New York and Georgia. Like this. Well, no. See, I've always said. More dry. I've always said because they say the further north you get, because the, you're the up in less humidity you have. But shit, I used to spend the summers in Alexandria, Virginia, and it gets just as damn hot up there as it does down here. Oh, I've heard it's New still York, wet hot though. It's I've not a dry hot. I've heard. I've heard New York City. Like yeah, I heard it was hell, dude. Hundred yeah. degrees up there, but the thing is just all brick, and it's not spread out here. It's out of the mountain range, and it's flat and hot yeah and ain't no wind yes that's the thing it's no wind here there like wind can get funneled between buildings everybody's always outside because it's just hot as fuck up there and it's all brick. sure and the subway is heated you know all of the streets in new york are heated because of the subway yeah so that heat is a little bit different it's 
here's a lot more dry in terms of climate. It's not as dry as being in like Vegas or being in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like I, I've uh, Vegas is dry. I've been like to Guatemala and like Central America, and yeah. that's what the no humidity heat, like a dry heat. And that that is one thing that I learned fast is like make sure you're drinking water because it ain't like down here to where you're sweating. My sh- my shirt is soaking wet and sweat. Yeah. I know I need to drink some water there. Right when you perspire, man, it's it's evaporated, yep. and so yeah. you, you really don't have a good yeah. idea of where you're at. That's what kind of those people love. Sorry, um, what those people no, love no, you're is good. Like when people in other climates, and it's just like, oh, it's how is it a hundred degrees over there? They have long sleeve shirts on. It's like it's different, very different. I didn't understand the dry heat because everybody told me California has dry heat. California has dry heat. Well, I went to celebrate my birthday one year in Los Angeles. Mm. In August. What y'all do? I was there for my cousin's wedding. They got married on my birthday. So we had to do a little birthday celebration as we were waiting to get things started. Everybody kind of saying happy birthday. But it was fucking hot and wet and miserable there. But a year year and a half ago, or a year ago, when I went to Phoenix, Arizona Mm -hmm. to do therapy with my buddy, Jamie Snap, James Snap, um, and Snap Therapeutics, that was some dry ass heat. I was like, if you're in the shade, it actually is okay if it's 104. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you step out of the sun, it's like, holy crap! Yeah. But you're not instantly like covered in sweat. You just felt like you're in an oven. Yeah, it, it was a different. That's the first time I realized dry heat. Los Angeles, no, they got wet heat just like us. I, that's what I experienced. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bigger dude, so. Maybe yeah. <laughs> had something to do with how much I ate that night, you know? Same. Same <laughs> um, did some hiking in Vegas um, a couple years back. It was probably like 107, but it wasn't that hot. It was the thing. Like, it was 107 yeah. if you were in the dead of the sun. When we went up the mountain, it was in the shade. Yeah. It did not feel like it. Yeah, it felt exactly. Like it was probably a solid 85 degrees. And we were walking just regular water. Bruce pregnant. Seven yeah. months pregnant. We were yeah. just chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all no like hiking issue. and getting out. Yeah. I love hiking, man. Yeah. And that's one thing about here that just dulls it. It's like there is no way flat. to go. Like you have to go like north to Toshimingo or something like that. Yeah. Other than that, it's completely out of the Appalachians. It's just flat. Mm-hmm. We're at the foothill of it. Like I have to go into Arkansas, and in there it's like a six-hour drive. It's like, oh. yeah, the Appalachian mount- Mountains, the foothills, are is a Brookwood, Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. But I mean, you get up around Water Valley, all up in the hill country. I mean, they call it hill country for a reason. So you just got to get out of the Delta. Yeah, and that's practically where we are. We're sitting on the, the edge of the it. The edge of it, yeah. I, 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 but, I mean, Startwell is nothing but a swamp. And like, uh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Like, the house that we're in now, uh, it's an older house. It was probably built in the 70s. And, uh, of course, they added to it, uh, but uh, you can kind of just see how the earth and the house settled. Yeah, like the door frame to my bedroom at the top, it's like a Dr. Seuss house. It's it's at an eleva- <laughs> it's, it's at an angle, and yeah. so like uh, the maintenance man when he was getting everything ready for us to move in, like he was having to take doors off and like cut them to fit the door frame because really, you know, they, they wow. weren't fitting anymore. And, I, and that's what I was telling him. I was like, ain't it wild that this whole city is practically a swamp? And he was like, brother, nothing is settled until 10 years after it's been here. It's just the ground is always just it's moving a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it means, but my mother used to always call Columbus, Mississippi, the sump hole of the south. Huh. I don't really know what a sump hole is. I guess we use a sump pump, you know, to get the water out. Um but she used to always say that because she hated it here. We ended up here because my grandparents were, she was born and raised, you know, so. And I was raised here as well. Yeah. At the Sunstroke House. Yeah, I lived there for a year and a half, two years, yeah. Yeah. Been at the W? Winbright now, if you will. We, yes, we were the <laughs> first. We were the, me and my brother and my mother were the first family to live in the dorms on the W campus. Um, we had a, a dorm room. My brother and I shared one side. My mom was on the other side, and we had a bathroom connecting the two bedrooms. Um, and then uh, I forget the name of the. We were on the news and in the papers. I remember because I was 
told me about that. They were like, "Do you want to? You want to show us something that you can do really well?" And I'm I'm like six or seven. Well, what I can do? So I'm like, I, I had my little my little bicycle, and I was like, I'll do, "I'll do a wheelie," and I fell. And I remember if that's what made it onto the newsreel at night. Had this but, little six year old kid trying to pop a wheelie. Yeah, on his man, I was so happy. My brother, he was playing with a little ambulance on the front steps of the dorm, you know. But uh, we ate at the goose every night, which they call it something else now. It's the lobby. Yeah, it's practically yeah. the cafeteria. Just right? the cafeteria, yeah. But it used to be called the goose back then. So yeah, I can't imagine what it was like for people to grow up in the South. Like I always think about it sometimes. Uh, some of my friends and stuff. It's like, what was it like, literally growing up in the South? Because like when I would come down here to visit, I was like, what do y'all do out here? You make your own fun. I mean, and it's just like you make your own fun. Yeah, all kids have imagination, so you know it always runs wild no matter where you're at. But it's just like, but I, but I think major city. Like I mean, that, you grew up in a major city. Yeah. So I think there were more safety concerns for you than for us, even back then. Nah. Because nah. I mean, we literally. Would leave the house on Saturday morning, come back at, at dark seven a.m. and oh, you yeah. would you would wait till the <laughs> when the street lights come home. That's, you better be almost to your yard. So when I moved down here, yeah. that's well, where we kind of found out the thing was. But as a kid growing up, you knew not to venture far. So moving down here, you moved to a neighborhood. Yeah, New York there's no really neighborhoods unless you're out in the suburbs. Sure. So in a neighborhood, you know. Don't leave the neighborhood. And one, I have no reason to leave the neighborhood. Now here, where the hell am I going to go if I leave the neighborhood? Yeah. Well, back then we were, I think we're a little more tight knit than we are right now. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot more spread out. Um, And I mean, I think just in general, I think our society, we're not as tight knit as we used to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, freaking phones and social media, social media media and jobs, you know, have pulled us away from all of that, you know. Social media has changed the world. For good and for bad, I can definitely say Sure. That. For good and for bad. Oh, I think there's there's definitely been more pros and cons for me on social media. Like, it's it's done its job to where, you know, I, I was able to connect with some people that I, I probably would have never been able to connect with. But at the same time, like, I do see, like, when, when you see someone and you can tell that they're living on social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. I try to be like what I would consider like a creator. Like, get on there, post, get out. I try <laughs> to do better with social media. Um, what? When you're done with that. Or give me some. <laughs> We're so sharing confused. paper towels over here. <laughs> so we, we've like, got rings or for our... Uh, nah, where I'm our so our right beer has been. Sorry. All right. But yeah, people do live on social media. It's like, ah... Some people make money off of it. Like some people have realized how to really capitalize off of making money off of it. But it's just like I've seen posts like, you know, I'm a real person in real life, not just on social media. Yeah. It's like I think that statement has to be said for some people. And I mean and to your point with like uh just families and like people just aren't they don't seem to be as close as they used to be. It's not at all. I I totally agree with that. Not like I've relatively small family and um I mean, we just buried my father almost a month ago now, and it's me, uh, my brother, uh, his wife and kids, and my mother, and that's that's all that's left. We're close, but I would say that because, like, there's so little of us. Sure, sure. Uh, and then on my mom's side, like, she has brothers and sisters, and it's a, it's a pretty big family. I would say, like, 20, 25 people, counting all the cousins and everybody, and then their kids. Mm-hmm. And we see each other twice a year. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. And, like, I would say we have a really good time during that. Mm-hmm. But after Christmas, is I, was, I guess I'll see you in a year, huh? Yeah. And, and we don't live that far away. Like, most of my kin are in Birmingham. But, like, when I go That's to Birmingham, I never think about, let me hit them up. Let me see what they're up to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to try, man. You got to try. I tried with some of my family members. Like, I have a younger sister who lives in uh, Manhattan. And I always try and make sure I was like, let me see what she's doing. Because I will, like you said, get by me. And I'll be doing something. I won't be that close up, but I'll be doing something. I'm like, shit. I haven't called my little sister in like a month. And she's 21. So God knows what, what she, she's, she's doing. Not about to say, let me call my older brother and see what he's doing. She'll send me something on Instagram. It's like, I know you're alive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, don't get to just call and be like, yo, come all the way to Mississippi. Come hang out. 
Well, let me take a trip up there. And then here's the and here's that plan. It's like, come to Mississippi. Yes. What am I? What are we gonna do? That was the major <laughs> riff with my entire family when I said I'm moving to Mississippi. They were like, you moving where? It's like to Mississippi. I was like, you moving where? It's like, yeah. For what? Go hang out. Why else yeah. would you move somewhere? Yeah. Don't do that. I, I think for me, it's a lot different because I'm older. Um, when you think about my my family unit. The four people, my mother, father, brother, and myself, I'm the only one left. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm not even 50 yet, Yeah, you know? So it's it's weird for me because now I'm like, I'm married. Um, My son, who was my stepson to begin with, but my son, he's, you know, my ex-wife raised him the rest of the way. So he, like, he's doing his own thing. He's 22 years old. He's doing his shit. Um... I've got my uncle and my aunt here, and that's it. Other than my wife's family, and her family's huge, and so it's been like a like a weird thing for me because our family was tight knit back in the '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. but we've not been because everybody started dying off. So we've not been that tight knit family for so long, and now I'm like having to be overwhelmed by my wife's family from time to time, and there's like. 20 of them and I'm like shit I don't know what to do you know it's a lot. so yeah. it's yeah. been a really it's been like a learning curve I love them all to death I love hanging out with them we were together this weekend I love it but it's to me like to wrap my brain around this is what a family unit is now is really super weird yeah, because I've never that. had I haven't had that for so long you know that, that was one thing that I noticed about like my ex-wife's family yeah it was a big family and they were real tight knit and like I had never seen this like when I was a kid like playing sports or even like if I had a show with music or whatever else like I'm, I I never would anticipate seeing like my aunt or uncle or any of my kin there you know maybe my mom or dad or my brother but that would be as far as it would go and like there the way that they did things like if if little Titus was playing ball, oh, it was a family affair. We were all going to be in the stands. Yeah. And I was like, I'd never seen that before. It's like, y'all y'all do everything together. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I had never. And, like, that was a shell shock to me. I was like, I thought our family was close, but, I mean, y'all. Yeah. I feel like y'all would go to the bathroom together if you had to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I have a huge family. So. I'm kind of used to that on your side. Like, yeah. I have a really big family, so I'm used to family reunions, like, every three months, everybody being somewhere. Like, birthday parties, like, everybody's going to be there. Yeah. And just family from in New York. Shutting streets down. Down, to, right, to Georgia. Well, especially people, if they move to Georgia, I moved down to be with all these other people. So, a lot of people. A lot of people. I grew up with that. A lot of people. Like, I used to hate to go to birthday parties some days because I would be like, I just want to stay home. It's going to be, like, the entire family there. Like, mm-hmm. 40, 50 people. Where's Ra at? Yeah. Where's Ra? Don't oh, want to be there. Yeah. And then that will always happen. Like, you try and stay home, and it's like you live close by. And it's like, oh, well, so-and-so is on the way, so they want to see you. So they're just going to come by and pick you up anyway. It's like, fuck, I want to stay home and play video games. Yeah. I want to yeah. do this. Ra did not get his Ferris Bueller day off. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. And it's just um, my older sister and I. My younger sister is my dad's kid from another um, relationship. So it was just my sister and I. So if I wasn't there, it was like, oh, where's Ra Ra? Oh, where's Ra Ra? I was like, play video games, reading comic books. Yeah. Leave me alone. Got to go there and socialize. How's your grades doing? All the things I don't want to talk about. <laughs> I seen you two months ago. Let me hold it right there. Yeah. Clap or something. I'm gonna go cut the. Yeah. I'm dragging all over Jasper this time. Long. 
take you someplace we can rest for a while Hear the sound of the grass grow Funny how we never seen further than here and now Burning out while the wind blows I wanna ride till the Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.